0: Afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're tuning in from, and especially a good new year. Oh my God, I cannot believe it is already 2023. Can you imagine? Uh, It's truly amazing to me to think how fast time moves these days. I just feel like I, I... I just feel like every year things move faster and faster and faster. Um, I don't know if you feel that way, but I know I'm certainly feeling that way lately. Uh, So welcome. Um, No guests today. It's just me and you. So I hope you're uh, uh, tuning in and and going to enjoy the show. Um, My topic today is all around presence. It's about being present to the present moment. And this to me is such an important topic. It's something that I feel uh, we don't really pay enough attention to and is not talked about enough because presence is really the key for so many things. Um, so that's why I wanted to start off this year talking about presence. However, of course, first, as always, We have our quote from my book, Everyday Awakening, Um, and this little section is entitled, Our own fear causes us to hide our brilliant light. There is this place inside of us where we hide. We hide our own special form of crazy. We hide our uniqueness and our innocence. We hide the best parts of us because we have been taught to. Through experience, we've learned that it is not safe to be ourselves or show our true colors. We sometimes believe it's not safe to admit to our friends or our partners how we really feel. Our experiences also have shown us that others won't accept us for being different. The kids at school may have been merciless. The neighborhood bullies may have tried to make sure we would never feel safe again. Yet there comes a time in all of our lives when our soul drives us to break free. Break free from trauma. Break free from oppression. Break free and let our wings unfurl so we may fly. It takes bravery to stop hiding. To let ourselves be seen. To take, it takes us allowing ourselves to feel scared again. It takes facing the fact that we just might be rejected again. When we're ready, we do it anyway. We stand up and give ourselves permission to be who we really are. We cast off our concerns about what others may think. We rid ourselves of the habit of pleasing others over ourselves. We speak our truth. We express our individual nature. We allow our light to shine as it was meant to. Where can you allow your light to shine again? Or perhaps shine just a little brighter? Hmm. This section of my book I I wrote um, after an experience. Of really seeing how I have been hiding my own light. And then I learned that it's pretty common. Uh, I remember I was in ceremony and just all of these experiences from childhood, uh, from being bullied. From being made fun of for being a little different, and how that alienation really came up in me, and I remember expressing this at the end of the ceremony, and almost everybody in the room was, "Yeah, we, we felt that too. Yeah, I, I, I got that too," and, and it was just so fascinating to me because. I never really considered myself one to hide. I mean, I do public speaking. I've been a public speaker since I was in college on the speech and debate team. I love being out in front on stage, doing my show, being here with you all. And so I never really thought of myself as hiding yet at the same time i've realized in some ways i've been hiding in plain sight yes i'm right there in front i'm i'm there for everyone to see but am i truly being my authentic self am i truly expressing what i really feel am i really allowing myself to just be free without Concern of what others may think? The answer is no. And although maybe I'm a little bit better at being more authentic, being more aligned with myself, about not caring quite as much as what other people think of me, the truth is it's an ongoing process. And I still care what other people think of me. Because I still want friends. I still want people to like me. I mean, who doesn't want people to like them? I mean, I know there's some sociopaths who probably don't really care. But if you're a relatively normal human being, we care what other people think of us. We don't like to be made fun of. It hurts us when people pick out that one idiosyncratic habit we have and tease us for it it hurts and it causes us to cover up to hide our light and it's not like we get to some big revelation one day or something happens and then boom we're just completely authentic and really being ourselves one day it's sort of once we realize it once we know what's going on and we make the choice it's a constantly evolving process we're taking little steps here and there it's, it's the little things we do where we start to allow ourselves to come out a little bit more. We start being a little bit more playful. And then as we get some positive reinforcement, then we're even a little more playful. So it's not like our fear just suddenly disappears. You know, sometimes I feel like, when people see someone who's ultra successful who's on stage in front of thousands of people and 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 thinks oh they they have it all together and and like oh we I wish I could be like that person and they don't realize that even that person even that most successful person they themselves are still dealing with their own uh, challenges of inadequacy and 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 self-criticism and caring too much about what other people think and not taking care of themselves and all the other stuff that goes with it just because we make a lot of money just because we're on stage just because we have a successful podcast or radio show Just because we're an influencer on some social media platform does not mean that we still don't have fear. Does not mean that we're still not dealing with these challenges on a daily basis. But that's the real work. You see, it's not about the big events. It's in all the little ways that we hide. It's in how we show up with our friends when we go to the movies or watch a a game or TV show together or hang out for dinner. It's those little doubts that we harbor inside of us that keep us from saying that one little thing that is truly how we feel about something. Because we think the other person will think, "Oh, they're crazy! Oh, that's silly! That's ridiculous!" Nobody wants to be made fun of. Nobody wants to be minimized. And so it takes a lot. It takes a lot of work to develop our courage to understand that how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about life has to be the most important thing to us first doesn't mean we don't care about other people's feelings but how we feel has to take priority for us and that ultimately All these things that other people say to us, they're mostly projections anyway. They're they're usually somebody who maybe knocks us down because they're afraid of being authentic themselves because they've been made fun of when they were a kid. That it's not safe to truly express how we really feel about things. And so they're just passing along their own trauma. And understanding that up here in our minds, yeah, that helps. That gets us started. That's one thing. But to feel it in our hearts, to get it in our bodies, in our nervous system, that takes time. That takes practice. That takes effort. So, yes, we don't just stop hiding in plain sight in some ways. Overnight. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes courage. It takes reinforcement. It takes knowing that this is the right way to live for us. So that's my little section from my book. The section is entitled Our Own Fear Causes Us to Hide Our Brilliant Light. And for me, it's really a call-out to everyone out there hearing this message to let your own light shine even just a little bit more today. It's a new year. Let's let all of our lights shine just a little bit more. And then perhaps we allow it to shine a little bit more the next day and the next day and the next week. And then over... The period of the next twelve months, maybe we look back and we're a little surprised at how far we've come. And again, that's from my book, Everyday Awakening, which you can get at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. And of course, it's uh, that link will take you to Amazon. But if you're like me and you love supporting the small local uh, booksellers, please just ask them to order the book. We're in all the major. Um, we're in a major book distributor, so any bookstore can order our book. Just tell them, ask them, hey, can you get Everyday Awakening by Samuel Leibowitz by Sam Leibowitz?" and they can order it for you. So that's actually, and again, you know, I'm just going the next little section in my book, section by section. We're we're more, we're a little bit more than halfway through. Probably will f- finish the whole thing by the end of the year maybe maybe not yeah probably um and then i don't know we'll see we'll see what i decide to do after that so um that's a wonderful sort of introduction for our topic today which is being present to the present moment because what takes us out of presence more than anything else and that's fear and so we'll get into all of that when we come back um you're listening to the conscious consultant hour we do this every week uh, except for those last two weeks of the year we took off we didn't do any live shows Um, do this every week 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern time you can hear us on kmet in uh, palm springs california 10 a.m on wednesdays Um, you can always catch the replays and the podcasts on talkradio.nyc and we're on all the major podcasting platforms apple google stitcher spotify pandora iheartradio uh, I don't know, just whatever podcasting app you love to use, you'll find us there. And we will be right back with the rest of our show in just a moment.
1: Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. Always Friday.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Thank you for tuning in. I see loyal listener Patty is with us on our YouTube page. Um, We're up to 111 subscribers on the Talk Radio YouTube page. I'm really grateful for that. Um, We'd love to get that subscribership way, way up. Um, we'll have to, uh, uh, do a little bit, uh, promoting that page. Cause, uh, you know, we need to get it up there. Uh, I think once we hit a thousand subscribers, like good things start to happen to us on YouTube. So that's going to be my, my big push. So, all right. So we did a little section from my book, Everyday Awakening in the first segment. And now to get into A real topic of the day, and maybe it's going to be the theme for the year overall. And that's talking about presence. What does it mean to be present? And I'm presence, when I talk about presence, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, when someone steps into a room and you feel their presence, it's like, oh, look at that guy. That's not what I talk about when I talk about presence. When I talk about presence. It's really about how aware, how with someone we are in a given moment. And the way we show up, and it actually does give us presence, but the way we show up in a given moment. It makes a huge difference. And it's interesting how it's so important, yet there are so many things in life today that take us out of presence. I mean, technology for one. I mean, now that we have these smartphones and computers that are tiny, we can carry around with us. I mean, God, these computers we have today are like more powerful than the most powerful computer that was in existence in the 1960s or 70s or 80s. And this technology, and again, I love technology. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not against technology in general. A technology, I believe, is just a very powerful tool, but it all depends how we use it. And what's happened over the last several years, probably over the last decade or more, two decades, is that the way technology has been used and the way it's sort of become you in society is it has served to take our attention away to something else that that little vibration we get from our phone or the ding or that little notification whether it's someone sending us a text message, someone commenting about us on facebook or twitter or instagram or tiktok Every single time we get one of these notifications about something, whether it's about us or just in general, these notifications take us out of the present moment. We could be with someone. We could be with someone we actually care a lot about. And then suddenly our phone vibrates, we look at it, and we got to go check what, what is it, what's going on. And while doing that once in a while, you know, is not necessarily a bad thing, especially if you're expecting to hear from somebody about something important. Ultimately, the habit of it being repeated over and over and over again creates this pattern within us that takes us out of this present moment suddenly we we don't notice the person we're with anymore or or maybe we're eating a meal and we're not tasting our food because we're paying attention to our phone all the time and while it's great that now we can be in communication with family and friends around the globe in an instant i mean that's that's remarkable considering where we've come from i mean this is something that people could not have even imagined a hundred years ago so there is a good thing about it however when we allow it to be our masters instead of our servant The technology no longer serves us. We're serving the technology. And that's where the challenge comes in. We've seceded our agency. We've seceded our authority to these devices. And we allow them to rule our life. And by doing that, they're just constantly pulling us out of presence, constantly pulling us out, constantly pulling us out. And these apps and, and you know, it, it's come out in many articles. Many people talk about the algorithms they come up with. And I mean, these companies, they spend millions and millions of dollars a year trying to figure out how do we get people's attention? Because ultimately, they're all built on an advertising model. Because every time you look at it, you may see a post uh, from a friend, but then there's an ad right next to it, right? So it's all about getting you to pay attention ultimately to the ad. But the more engaged they keep you, the more they pull your attention into the app, the more money they make. That's what it's all about. You know, uh, some people think it's some evil, tyrannical scheme of these you know diabolical evil cabal to enslave us i don't know I, i'm I'm a bit skeptical of that kind of thing i i think it's just very very simple it's all about money be, because in this society in this consumerist society society we have it's money is like the be all and end all the more money you have the more powerful you are the more influential you are and it's like it's all about making more money So these companies, they're all about making money. So when they do something, they're doing something for the profit motive. And so it's more profitable for them to take you out of presence. And so they continually do it as much as they possibly can. And in order to come back and be in the present moment, it is up to us. to make the choice and the decision to ignore it to turn off those notifications to turn off our phones and look i'm not saying we have to live with our phones off all the time i mean the whole purpose of them is to be able to communicate but to do it mindfully to do it with purpose to do it consciously And sometimes we can kind of consciously say, you know what? I'm going to be distracted. I'm not going to be present right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling so good. I got all these things on my mind. I just need to be distracted for a little bit. That's okay. As long as we're aware of that's what we're doing and it's a choice and not a default. Because that's where our real power is is in our choice. And so while I'm not saying anything is inherently wrong, what I'm saying is when we make the choice to be more present, that it serves us and our life in a tremendous way, in ways we couldn't have even thought of. Because in this present moment, there is so much gold to be had. And I'll talk about what that gold is. And additionally, why presence is so important. We've talked about all these things take us out of presence. But ultimately, there's one more thing. I, I, there's one more thing that I really have to talk about, about what ultimately, ultimately, ultimately takes us out of presence. And I'll do that as soon as we come back. So please stay tuned. Uh, Patty, thank you uh, for the encouragement on the YouTube Live. Um, Yeah, so we're going to continue this conversation. Please, if you have your own thoughts, own ideas, if you have your own uh, experience with either being in presence or being taken out of presence, please post it to the YouTube Live. Um, our YouTube channel is talk is YouTube.com slash talking alternative, singular talking alternative. Um, and please post it there on, on the conscious consultant show. Thank you. And so we're gonna take a really short, quick little tiny pause, and we will be right back in just a moment And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Thank you all for staying with us through this show. Um, I will have guests from next week moving on, but I always like to kind of start off the new year. Uh, just just me and you, just us talking about something. And so today, um, being it's my first show for 2023, a really important topic I'm talking about. And that's presence and being present to the present moment. And and last segment, I really talked about what those things are that pull us out of presence, technology being such a key one. But ultimately, fundamentally, there's something even more important that takes us out of presence. And that's something when we unwind it, when we process it, when we work our way through it. Little by little, we become more and more present each and every day. And that is our own trauma. You see, ultimately, why we don't feel safe to be here in the present moment is because sometime in our life, typically when we're very young, babies, you know, less than a year old, a year old, two years old, three years old, something happened it could have been intentional it could have been unintentional could have been directed at us it may not have been directed at us it could have been just something that we witnessed or something that we experienced ourselves that we felt ourselves because especially as little kids we are so 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 sensitive That even a loud noise, someone screaming at someone else, a door slamming shut, uh, uh, some vibration, something, could have made us feel tremendously unsafe. It could have been even just being left alone when we needed some kind of comfort. It could have been neglect. Or it could have been active abuse. But that trauma is in our nervous system until we've processed it, unwind it. And that trauma tells us it's not safe to be here now. And actually, if you've ever known somebody who's disassociates a lot, which disassociation is like just going out of the body, like not even being present, not knowing what's going on around you. Inevitably, those people have experienced tremendous trauma at some point in their life, where it was tremendously unsafe for them to be here now. And that is when We learn not to be present. And that is ultimately what truly takes us out of presence. And so while diving into our trauma, feeling that pain again so that we can release it, working with a guide or facilitator who can help us with some modality, to, to let go of energy we don't even know we're holding on to, why that's so important. And as we, and again, not an overnight thing. It's not like, boom, I've released my trauma, I'm present now. No. There are levels and layers and over and over again, we dig in deep. We release a little bit and then a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And so over time, we're developing a practice of being a little more present, a little more present, a little more present, a little more present. And that practice, ultimately, is what gives us back our agency. It's what gives us back our self-confidence. It what gives us back our self-worth. Because as we learn to be in this present moment more, as we learn to have the courage to face whatever it was that taught us not to be present in the past, whether it was physical abuse, sexual abuse, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, whether it was trauma from an accident, trauma from a natural disaster, or maybe just the trauma of being neglected and left alone for hours when you really needed something. As we continue to dive into that, as we continue to unwind that, as we continue to do our deep inner work, Suddenly, slowly, little by little, we start becoming more and more present because now our nervous system is saying, oh, okay, maybe it is all right to be here now. Maybe I can be present and I'm not going to feel pain. And as we experience more presence, we actually start to feel more joy, more bliss. And real, true presence can take a single moment and stretch it out so it feels like minutes instead of seconds, or hours instead of minutes. never ceases to amaze me how much presence really slows down life and that's one of the greatest gifts of presence because ultimately all we really have is this present moment is any present moment because once it's gone it's gone future hasn't arrived yet. The past already happened. All we have is where we are right here, right now. And the more we pay attention to what's happening right here, right now, the richer our life is, the fuller our experience is, the more deeply We can appreciate another human being or being in nature or the wonder of a sunrise or a sunset, the beauty of a great work of art, the emotive power of music. The more present we are to this moment, the more we actually feel in life. Because that's one of the biggest things that we lose when we get taken out of presence. We stop feeling what it's like to be here in a body on a planet, as my dear friend Jennifer Huff would say. We're all here for a reason. And that reason is to live life is to experience what we're experiencing to learn and grow and ultimately my belief is it's to learn how to be so present that we notice everything we notice the scent in the air You notice the temperature on our skin from the air moving around us. The sounds, maybe they're even happening in the other room. The presence of another human being, even if they're millions of miles away. I wonder how many of you listening to this broadcast, to this show, in this moment, how present are you to the things i'm saying are the things i'm saying resonating with you or is it too out there is it too beyond your experience or maybe you just disagree with me hey great what do you notice in this present moment what are you Feeling in this present moment? Are you hot? Are you warm? Are you cold? Are you nervous? Are you anxious? Are you calm? Are you peaceful? Where are you right now? What is going on in your life right now? What are you not being present to in your life because it's too uncomfortable to be present to it. And what amazing things in your life are you being present to? You see, that's the thing. There are amazing, wonderful things in our life. And if we get in the habit of not being present to our life, we miss all that good stuff, too. And so, what do you notice? What can you be just a little bit more present to right now? Even if it's something uncomfortable. And if it's something pleasing, if it's something that makes you feel good, wonderful. But even being present to the uncomfortable stuff is better than being checked out. It's better than disassociating. It's better than being off somewhere else. You see, being present to the present moment, it's not always about experiencing joy and bliss and wonder and awe, although it's much easier to be present to those things. But when we can allow ourselves to be present to the gut-wrenching pain, to the turmoil inside of us, to the grief, to the loss, to the anguish we feel, at least being present to it, we know we're a lie. We know we're here. There's a gift in it, even though we may not be able to see that gift. And in that way, presence is a two-edged sword. But at least if we're more present to those painful, uncomfortable feelings, we can be that much more present to the joy and the wonder and the love that can be present in our life. So that is the real gift of presence. So time for me to take our last break of the show. I'm pleased if you have any thoughts, any comments, let me know on the Facebook Live. And when we come back, I'll, I'll wrap this up and talk about why being present is actually the most powerful place we can be in our life. Regardless of what is happening in that present moment. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday here on talkradio.nyc, Wednesdays on KMET, and anytime on demand on all the podcasting platforms and apps, and especially on talkradio.nyc. And if you haven't yet signed up for the newsletter on talkradio.nyc, please do so we can keep you up to breast on the latest of what shows are coming up each and every week as things change. We'll have new shows coming on board this year. Things always shifting and changing with our schedule. So I hope you'll sign up for our newsletter, talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back in just a moment.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic.
0: Back for our last segment here on uh, the Conscious Consultant Hour for our first show here uh, for uh, 2023. So I've been talking all this hour about presence. I talked about what takes us out of presence and what's the gift of being present. And there's one other aspect of presence that I find people often don't realize about what really is is one of the biggest benefits of presence besides just living a more full life you see when we're really present we're able to actually notice a lot more in our environment. We're much better able to respond to what's going on in the moment. So, for instance, in an extreme situation, being truly present, like let's say we're in an accident, car accident or something, The more present we are, the more we're able to make a good decision about what we should do. Whether it's to move or not move. To help someone else. To get someone out of a burning building. To move over to the side of the road. When we're really present, we're better able to assess the environment and everything that's going on around us. To be able to make a choice, a decision, that if we weren't so present, we wouldn't be able to make. It's very common when people go into shock, like when there's been a terrorist incident and a bomb goes off or something, and people are in shock in the moment, and they don't know what to do, and they could be sitting right in front of something about to collapse on them. And it's the person who's really present in the moment who grabs them and moves them over to keep them from having even further trauma. So being present, especially when there's something difficult for us to deal with, helps us to make a better choice, a better decision. Now that's a very extreme example but presence, even in daily life, helps us so much. Now, I live in New York City. So one of the things you learn to be is very present when you're riding the subway. Who else is around? Who's riding the subway car? Who's on the platform? And so the more present we are, the more we could avoid possibly difficult or dangerous situations. But even in a less dangerous type of situation, let's say we're, we're working at our job and there's a, a meeting of our department and there's some talk going on about a project and maybe because it's, it's, it's not on schedule or over budget or something and people talking about why is this happening and this and that. the person who is most present in that moment actually has the most power to influence the movement or the situation of what's going on, because the person who's truly present might notice who around the table has a nervous twitch or something, who's who's falling asleep, who's totally unengaged because they're thinking about something else, who's on their phone, who's shaking their leg, who's trying to hide something. When we're really present to the way people are showing up, then we can speak to what's actually causing them to be that way. And now we can influence that meeting to move in a more positive direction. Maybe we see that people are worried about, you know, getting blamed for something. So we interject and we say something like, you know, this is not about blaming anybody. This is about finding a solution and moving forward. And then suddenly you see everyone relax a little bit. And now you can get them to be more engaged in the moment and give different ideas and ultimately find what you really need, that solution. That's just a small example. Or maybe you're going on an interview. Maybe you're looking to change your job. The more present you are to the interviewer, you maybe notice which questions they're asking that they're paying more attention to than others. So then you know to pay more attention to those answers. You see, in so many different situations, true presence is our power. It's our ability to see more clearly what is going on in the present moment. That we then know so much better how to change, what to say, how to pivot, what we, who we need to comfort, where we need to go. So all that work we did to unravel our trauma, to change how we're showing up in the world... And doing that deep inner work that can be so uncomfortable. All of that work to help us to be more present serves us in so many ways. And if you're the type of person listening to the show and maybe who who serves other people, maybe you're a coach or a healer or a consultant or somebody who a speaker trainer, someone who works with people. If you're if you're in that line of work, then presence is your greatest ally. Because being present to how people are responding to you, to, to how they respond to certain words you use or certain phrases you say, that gives you so much information that you can truly help people on such a deeper level. And this is why... Being present to the present moment where everything is happening. If there's no other skill we master, if we can master that, being present to this present moment, if we can truly be grounded in the present moment and know what's going on and be aware, that one skill will serve us more than any other skill, any other strategy. Anything else we can possibly learn. Because presence is the foundation of everything else we do. And so what I would like to leave you with this week. Is to just find some practice for yourself. That helps you to be more present. Maybe it's sitting and meditating. Maybe it's just taking a little bit of time and staring out the window. You know, when I was a kid in, in elementary school, I used to The teacher was talking and I'd be bored. I'd be staring out the window, watching the pigeons on the windowsill in the on the building across the hallway. That was a daydreamer. But sometimes daydreaming is what we need to really see some intricate little detail of life that we would have otherwise missed. So I implore you, find some practice that works for you. Maybe it's exercising, maybe it's cooking, whatever it is, practice being present. And notice what takes you out of presence, because that is gold. When you can find the things that take you out of presence, that's where your real work is. That's where you really have an opportunity to dig deep into something that can help you unwind decades-old trauma. So thank you all for tuning in today. It has been a pleasure and an honor to welcome in the new year with you. Next week, I have a wonderful author coming on board who I think you'll really love. So I hope you'll tune in to next week's show. I've got lots of amazing guests and wonderful things planned out for the year. I'm already booked up with guests till the end of August. Probably be booked up, I don't know, in a couple more months for the whole year. But I hope you'll continue to join us. Uh, Again, please go to talkradio.nyc, sign up for our newsletter, sign up for our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash talking alternative. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate and love you all and we will talk to you all next week.